Leading the conversation. Hashtag SAFM Headspace. Joining us on the line is Pakamil Shlubi Majola, spokesperson for NUMSA. Good evening to you, ma'am, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, and good evening to your listeners. Also, we do have Zazi Sibanyoni Mugambi, president of the South African Cabin Crew Association. Good evening to you too as well. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. You're welcome, ma'am. Thank you very much, ma'am. Let's begin with you, Pakamile. We, 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 last time we were supposed to speak last week, you had um, a quick going to court. How did that happen? What, 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 how did that pan out, rather? Well, indeed, uh, we actually went to court because as a union, Nunes and Saka, we needed to um, ensure that our members' rights and workers' rights in general at South African Airways were being protected. Um, it was very clear to us, based on the behavior of the business risk practitioners, not just the actions that they've taken with the recent cancellations of the 11 weeks, but also in meetings that they held with us where they spoke about a radical restructuring that was going to be implemented at SAA. They spoke about implementing retrenchments very speedily outside of the Section 189 process as stipulated in the Labor Relations Act. So on the basis of what they were doing and what they were saying, um, as Minsen Saka, we took a decision to rush to court to ask for the Labor Courts to ensure that if indeed South African Airways is implementing retrenchment, that the business rescue practitioners are instructed um, to ensure that they must follow the Labor Relations Act and ensure that workers of South African Airways um, have their rights protected with respect to that process. So that was the first uh, part of the application that we were requesting um, from the Labor Court. The second part of the application that we were requesting was that they must, if retrenchments are in fact being contemplated, then South African Airways must implement the the uh, training layoff scheme, which is a scheme which Minsa and Saka negotiated at the end of the strike last year. It was a cost-saving, it's a cost-saving initiative designed to ensure that South African Airways is able to re, sort of have a breather financially. Um, workers who are facing retrenchment instead of being retrenched are placed on this training layoff scheme where 75% of their salaries are paid for by the CETA and not by South African Airways. So effectively what the purpose of this um, urgent application was to ensure that the business risky practitioners adhere to the labor law and don't railroad us uh, through a fake uh, consultation process, which is effectively what we were being subjected to as workers at, at, at um, SAA. Unfortunately, the Labor Court did not agree with us in terms of um, uh, our views, and um, it agreed with the business risky practitioners and handed down a decision effectively saying that um, the Labor Court was saying that they did not uh, believe that SAA and the BRPs were contemplating retrenchment, something which we vehemently disagree with, which is why on the same day when the application was dismissed, we filed an urgent uh, application for leave to appeal because we believe that um, not only w- 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 was did the Labour Court misinterpret the facts, 
that their findings were, in our view, um, that the, the court had actually erred by coming to that finding because, in, in essence, they were denying Labour the opportunity for meaningful engagement through this process, which is very clearly, in our view, a retrenchment process that's being implemented at SAA. Okay. So, uh, if you believe that the court erred, are you doing anything about that? Well, this is why we filed an urgent application for leave to appeal the decision. And we are, as we speak to you, waiting for a decision on that. We're hoping that tomorrow the Labour Court will have an answer for us on that issue. Okay. All right. Um, let's talk to uh, Zazi Sibanyoni Mugambi. Now that you have seen this matter is going forward, beginning with KZN in Durban, what did you say to your workers? I mean, I think um, it is clear that come the 1st of March, um, people will no longer have employment in Durban. Uh, People will no longer have employment in PE East London. And um, a majority of people in Cape Town, because there's only going to be four flights per day, will be left without employment. And I think think generally the workers at SAA are panicking, and hence we had to go to court, because... There is no way you can justify telling people that on the first there will be no no flights to Durban, and uh, and then at the same time um, sort of allude to the fact that these people will still be employed. That's highly impossible. And secondly, um, workers were told. Um, I don't know if you heard it now, but there was a, a voice recording that we also were given um, that was taken in Durban, where workers were told by a senior manager there that. Come the first, you will be unemployed. And on top of that, um, the BRPs told us in the employee committee directly that um, they want an accelerated process, so alluding to the fact that they are not prepared to follow a formal process. Um, Hence, we had to really appeal this decision because there is no way you can run away from the fact that um, a large amount of workers at the SAA will face unemployment um, next month. So... Did you have anything to say to them or do you have any plan to share with them as to what you're going to do to mitigate against what's going to be happening on the 1st of March? No, I think um, we, I think time and time again we have said that the business rescue practitioners are not inclusive in their process. Hence, Karamile um, said it's a fake consultation. We just, um, at the last minute, always get told to what has already been decided. So in actual fact, there are no real consultations with us as unions. And currently, as it stands, we do not know what the plan is. And hence we, you know, um, in our court application, a very strong point that we made was that during a 189 process, it then forces the BRPs to share information in terms of financials, um, allow us to provide alternatives to uh, retrenchments and people losing work. And um, we believe this is what uh, the BRPs are avoiding. Uh, they're avoiding sharing the plan with us. And oh. quite frankly, if we're all on the same page and we want SAA to grow and we want to get SAA out of this uh, uh, disastrous situation that is faced with, why are they not being inclusive? Why do, not, why do we not know what is contained in that plan? Except for the fact, of course, they made it very clear that um, these particular routes will be cancelled. So we can deduce... From that, what is what their plan is going to look like? 
I'm trying to understand what you're saying in light of what Judge Mushwana was saying, because it would appear as though the argument or the counter argument was that the fact that there will not be any of these routes continuing doesn't mean dismissal. And I want to read what he said. I want to quote it verbatim. He said, and I quote, it is this court's conclusion that SAA has not contemplated dismissal and the duty to consult within the contemplation of Section 1A31 of the Labor Relations Act, LRA, did not arise, full stop, close quote. Do you not believe perhaps you may be worried over something that need not worry? Because according to the judge, uh, they may, there may not be any routes for those, but doesn't mean that those people are going to be out of the job. They're not being dismissed. Um, you see, um, sorry, I think... Um, in our view, uh, the BRP um, was not being completely truthful okay. in this particular regard. They were asked very direct questions as, uh, um, with regard to what they said to us in the employee committee about the accelerated process, which they blatantly denied to have said to us. And there were many unions that sat in that particular platform that can attest to the fact that that was said to us. So the fact that they now say... Um, that they are, they are not contemplating. We've got strong evidence to the contrary. Um, in their own letters to us, they've written that they are going uh, to dismiss over the projected 944 they spoke about last year in December. So all the signs in terms of their action show that there will be retrenchments. Um, but in terms of what they said in court, a very different, in our, in our opinion, um, you know, um, sort of a lie uh, to the court um, because their actions do not say that. Today, let me tell you what happened today, and this is what was reported by our our members in, 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 in Cape Town and uh, in PE, that they were told today that come the first, employees will be asked to take leave um, until uh, that process um, um, kicks off. Um, that, that is unlawful and that's exactly what we're fighting for. If you want to dismiss workers. Don't find in the, um, um, unlegislated, unlawful ways to do so. We are asking you to follow the law, follow the 189 process, and let's let, let all satisfy ourselves that you complied with the law. Parabila, I'm, 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 I'm listening to this and I, I, I can follow your argument, uh, but I would like you to help me reconcile the conclusion of the court uh, because it seems as though uh, they were looking at specific details in your application, your urgent application, and which is why the judge decided to, to let it fail. And what one of the things that he was suggesting is about consultation. Again, I want to read it verbatim what the judge said on consultation. He said, since the duty to consult has not arisen, the powers of this court to compel a fair procedure and or interdict and restraining an SAA are severely circumscribed. For all the above reasons, the application must fail. Full stop, close quote. Is the judge really mistaken? I heard you saying perhaps the court may be in error. With the reasoning that was offered by Judge Mushwana, is is he really in error? Well, in our view, he said most certainly is uh, in error because of the fact that um, before we actually started this last year in November, I don't know if you recall, uh, um, Naya, that before we went on strike, you recall that SAA actually did serve workers 
with a Section 189 retrenchment notice. In fact, that was the trigger for the strike, where they indicated at that point, excuse me, that they wanted to retrench um, at least 944 workers. And as part of the strike settlement in the wage agreement, it was stipulated that the retrenchment process was to be deferred, not to be cancelled. It was to be deferred. It was actually stipulated that. And they even gave a date to say that it would be deferred until the 31st of January. Okay. So now from that time, we've had meetings with the business rescue practitioners. And of course, in that time, SAA has actually also been placed under business rescue, which means the DRPs have effectively taken the reins in terms of running the operation. Mm. And um, we have communication from Martin Kemp, who is a former board member at SAA, who confirmed that there was a Section 189 process which was in place, being uh, implemented by the business rescue practitioners. He confirmed it in a letter to us when we requested um, information about the training layoff scheme and why it had not been implemented. Um, and, and we actually only found out in court for the first time, we might add, that SAA claims now that actually they're not contemplating retrenchments and that that um, process has now been sort of taken off the table. So we frankly, um, and, and we want to be very clear, we believe very strongly that the decision taken by the Labour Court on Friday was not correct in terms of the facts that were before the court, because they, at, at no point was there any indication given to us as Labour that that um, SAA had actually withdrawn retrenchment. So on that point, we said that the court was actually incorrect yeah. in coming to that decision. And that is precisely why we are appealing this, um, this court judgment, yeah. because we believe that it does not at all reflect the facts which were before the court. And also, um, SAA and the BRP's own actions um, and their own testimony actually prove that we were correct and we were within our rights to urgently rush to court. You see, the thing of the matter is, and I think it's very important that your listeners must understand this, why this is such a deep problem for us is because ultimately, by the time the business risky practitioners decide to actually issue that yeah. Section 189 and begin the consultation, it will mean that it will be impossible for us to actually um, advance any alternative. By the time that process happens, um, they would have uh, taken other steps, which is basically rendered South African Airways um, um, with a rescue is basically impossible. Um, we can already see that this is the case now by virtue of the fact that they've taken the decision to cancel 11 profitable routes. They have effectively, in our view, started the process of destroying this airline. Mm. Um, they have made it um, impossible for any other um, airline or any kind of viable financial plan to be implemented. I mean, one of the things that, for example, um, as Munsa and Saka, we were, pro we were um, advancing was a joint venture agreement, um, which was part of a, a technical plan which had been outlined by the former GCO of Wiani Jahana. Yeah. It was part of our uh, rescue strategy, so to speak, for the airline, a viable turnaround strategy based on a joint venture agreement with Ethiopian Airlines. Now tell me, will Ethiopian Airlines be interested in an SAA that has no roots? 
Um, and it's not just Ethiopian Airlines. Will any airline be interested in such an arrangement? We believe that they, have, they are taking specific decisions that will render any kind of alternative plan that involves um, the retention of SAA in its current form, that involves the retention of staff in its current form. Um, they are basically uh, making sure that we are unable to implement those plans. Right. By the time they decide to come to us with the Section 189, we will have no choice but to accept a massive retrenchment. We will, our, our, even our own um, training layoff scheme, which is a scheme which is very clearly defi- designed to save SAA money by, 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 by taking the burden off the, the salaries, even that, in our view, will not be able to save the airline by the time they do that. And this is why we're so concerned. It is very clear to us that they're implementing a strategy. We are being deliberately uh, cut out as labor, which is in direct contravention with the Labor Relations Act. And this is why, if the Labor Court does not give us the remedy that we seek in terms of um, the right to appeal this decision, which we believe was a travesty of justice, we will go direct to the Labor Appeals Court and appeal directly to them. Because... We believe that we have been done wrong in terms of the decision that was handed down on Friday. Workers at SAA are effectively that the door has been shut mm. by the Labour Court. Um, it, the Labour Court has prevented us from actually getting what is due to us in terms of the law, in terms of genuine, genuine consultation, where Labour is actually able to intervene and be part of a process in relation to what is happening in restructuring at the South African Airways. All right. All right. Um, um, to be fair, it is not that these routes have been taken away. It's just that they are no longer flying them for whatever reason. And should they want to reinstate their permits and licenses to fly those routes, should, no, I don't imagine that would be a problem. But before we even get into that, I want to take some voice notes for you. And then you can respond to those before we run out of time. Evening nine, the listeners, I am Willie Nwadens. It is a pity that the president, Cyril Ramaphosa, is allowing SAA to collapse under his watch. And recently he was talking about uh, creating employment. How can you say something which is exactly opposite of what is happening in the country? These people are losing employment and yet he's promising that he's going to create employment. Which employment is he going to create when he's not saving the current employment? How can he allow SAA to collapse under his watch like this? This is disgusting. Thank you. Thank you very much, Willie. Um, uh, would you like to respond, Zazi? I mean, we, we ask ourselves the very same question. I can't say how many letters we've written to the president, Asaka Numsa we have really bent over backwards in order just to engage so that, um, you know, um, the, the shareholder uh, and being him, the, 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 you know, the number one, sort of has understanding besides what he's fed by, you know, corrupt boards of SAA and, you know, uh, 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 and the Minister of Public Enterprises. We just wanted to engage him so he really understands what is happening at South African Airways. And I, you spoke about routes not be the, the route is not cancelled. That's quite correct because... Uh, you know, Cape Town will always be there. But SAA will no longer be flying that particular route. Yeah. So for SAA, that route is cancelled. Um, so, I mean, that, that, that means that we've lost our slot where um, airlines like Virgin Atlantic are expanding 
people are flying nonstop um, from South Africa, Cape Town, everywhere. And we can't seem to get it right. And you know why we are suspicious? I must add this. I'm taking you back a little bit, man. Okay. We're suspicious because we asked the BRPs a very specific question. Before they took over, in our wage agreement, we had indicated that we would like to set up a task team, um, as was done in, 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 in South African Airways Technical, where we can prove that through the contracts that are at SAA, we can yield massive savings um, from those particular contracts. Okay. Um, one example being Swissport, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the BRPs have not been interested in these evergreen contracts. I think they woke up to that fact quite recently, yeah. and that is their fiduciary duty to do that. So we cannot pretend um, like the quick fix is cutting uh, headcount. It's not. If the real issues are not dealt with at SAA, the contracts are not dealt with, the corruption, the blatant corruption that's happening on a daily basis, we'll never get it right. Hence, we have asked again, what happened to our task team? Why do you not want to engage us? And be highly suspicious of their, of their intentions. And um, we're also wondering why, you know, the president said very little at his Sona address. I think he's, he's sitting on the fence on this, and it, it's not. If he wants to reduce the unemployment rate, he cannot put um, SAA, SAA subsidiaries, all the people that are affected in terms of, uh, 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 you know, indirectly and directly by SAA at jeopardy. You're just making the problem worse, President. All right. I want to play one last one, and then, Pakamina, you can respond to this one. Listen in. Evening, all of you. I know what's happening on SA is not good, but, but I want to know this. If the unions care about their members, why they wait until PRP take place? Because now, I think... When PRPs came with, with with their solutions to rescue SAE, they 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 are not they are not allow PRPs to rescue SAE because last year last year I think the SAA issue was in papers at the end of last year, but. They did, need, they did not come with solutions, but now when PRP came with the solution, they interfering wrongfully. I, I, I think PRPs do not owe any financial details the unions. If the unions care about their members, they, they may interfere last year, not now. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you have a response for him. Well, indeed, absolutely. I think um, there's a lot of people who are still deeply mistaken about the role, particularly of Moonsan Saka at South African Airways. We have been driving an agenda to force radical change in the way that South African Airways is being run. Um, Moonsan Saka has been at the forefront of rooting out corruption at the airline. And it is actually corruption which is choking the airline. Um, the 25 billion rand, SAA spends 25 billion rand a year on corrupt contracts where urgent intervention is required. I mean, just last week, the Zondo Commission was talking about the questionable Swiss port contract, which even as we speak to you right now, Naya, continues unabated. It is a, a bloated contract. It's been going on a month-to-month basis. And it's one of the reasons that SAA finds itself in this 
a very, very deep financial hole. And as Zazi said, it is strange that the DRPs are not intervening on that front because that is a very obvious and direct and immediate way of quickly raising funds for the airline. But secondly, your your, your listeners is, is also incorrect when he says that we've not been advancing solutions. We have been. We have been very clear that what we want um, from this business rescue is precisely that, a business rescue of South African Airways. And the basis of that business rescue is first and foremost to root out the corruption because it is the corruption which is uh, choking the airline and which is a cost driver. That's the first thing. But also, we have said that as part of the business rescue plan, we wanted um, the business rescue practitioners who themselves have admitted that they know nothing about aviation, that they should be supported by technical experts in the form of the former GCEO, Vianney Jahana, um, whose uh, turnaround strategy for the airline was a viable one. It involved um, putting together a strategy where both South African Airways as well as Ethiopian Airways were going to benefit from each other's strength. Had this JV agreement been allowed to take place, um, SAA together with Ethiopian Airlines were going to be uh, basically position themselves as the most dominant airlines on the continent. Now, the question that your listeners should be asking yourselves is, in the face of a viable plan, why would the business risky practitioners deliberately ignore that part which they know is available to them, which Munza and Saka have been advancing even long before they arrived on the scene? Uh, we presented this plan to the DPE. We wrote letters to the presidency outlining the specificities of this plan. It is because, unfortunately, we are still dealing with the same people who have a vested interest in the collapse of SAA. You see, it is important that listeners must understand that, unfortunately, in our politics today, there have been decisions that have been taken by some within the ANC political elite to deliberately collapse our state-owned entities in order that certain individuals within the governing party can continue to loot, and then they loot at the expense of the public. And this is precisely the case with South African Airways. They are busy pushing an agenda for massive job losses, knowing full well that it's not the wage bill which is crippling SAA, it's corruption. By pushing this agenda of massive job losses, they then continue to loot, and there is no accountability for their thievery and their corruption. Meanwhile, workers are supposed to lose jobs in their thousands when they are not the ones that had anything at all to do with the, 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 the collapse of these entities. Um, as unions, we fully appreciate the frustration of the public in relation to bailing out SOEs. We ourselves are members of the public. We are angry about how our taxes have been wasted. And in fact, this is why, in particular, Nunsa and Saka members are so enraged by the state of SAA, because since 2015, at least, we have been at the forefront of highlighting these issues, and we were ignored by all, including the state, which is the shareholder, including DPE, which is Pravin Gordon, including uh, the board, as well as the South African Airways Executive Management. And now, when it's very clear to us that the business rescue practitioners are implementing the mandate of the same corrupt board and executive management. The Labour Court shuts the door to us 
and prevents us from intervening in the interests of our members. Got it, got so it. I'll, I'll, really forgive me for a minute. This is the situation that we find ourselves in, and unfortunately, all we can do is to fight as hard as we're fighting now in order to ensure that workers' rights in the long term are protected. All right. I want, I want uh, Azazi also to give a parting shout for two minutes remaining before I part ways sure. with you. Please, Azazi, you can give your parting shout. I mean, I've said this time and time again, anyone that tells us that we've done nothing has obviously not listened to us for the past three, four years. You know, we, we've been at pains for um, this, this debate that's currently happening to, 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 you know, hit a spotlight and people to actually start engaging. And finally, um, you know, some people in the ANC have woken up after many, many uh, uh, public debates. Finally, um, the ANC Alliance partners have woken up. And this is a time that, you know, they need to really look at what's happening at SAA. Maybe um, business rescue might not exactly be the right way. I think they need a committee that's really going to sit. If you look at New Zealand, Qantas, these, are, these companies were where SAA was. The difference is the shareholder was fully committed to backing them and not just promising, for instance, $4 billion and then uh, not being able to deliver the other two and leaving SAA to, to, to dig a deeper hole for itself. But they need to actually really support it in tangible terms and allow them to do what they need to do without any political interference, put the right people in the right position, really commit to saving SAA, do not be wishy-washy, and we honestly believe SAA can be turned around. And that is our number one driver, and we need to save these jobs that are on the brink of being lost. Yeah, plus minus 3,000 jobs at SAA run, run the risk of losing, well, families are going to lose those jobs. Thank you very much to both of you, Pakamili Tuimajor, spokesperson for NUMSA, and also Zazis Sibanyo and Imugambi, president of the South African Cam Crew Association. To both of you, ladies, thank you very much for coming and talking to us. Really appreciate it.